Keep moving along. Mesechus Yuma, Baruch Hashem. All right. So we pick up. Today's daf is daf pei, page eighty in Mesechus Yuma, and we are on the very bottom line of Ayin Tesum Bebeis, seventy nine B. We're up to the word, the last three words on the daf. Tanya Rebbe Aimer. Okay. Now, without spending too much time on each detail of today's daf in the preface, we'll just suffice it to say that from this word, Tanya, and the main focus of today's daf, which also continues on to tomorrow's daf until the Mishnah, there's a Mishnah about a quarter of the way down on tomorrow's daf, and from here on until the Mishnah, we're going to be dealing with various measurements, various shiurim, for different halachos, some which are dine de Rabbanon, some which are dine de Raisa, some which are halach But that's really going to be the focus from here until the Mishnah on tomorrow's daf. All right? And let's go through uh, these shiurim. And uh, what led up to the shiurim was the, it was yesterday's daf where we discussed the Machlokas um, between Rav Meir and Rav Yehuda as to what it means v'sabata, to eat and be satisfied. Rav Meir says it means v'achalta means you will eat, v'sabata means you will drink, and Rav Yehuda says no, it means you eat until you are satisfied. And we had a machlokas whether the large date that we say we speak about for Yom Kippur that's larger than a kibetzah, smaller than a kibetzah, but because we had that whole conversation. Discussing shiurim, that's the headway that leads us to today's daf. Okay, let's read the last three words on Ayin Tesam Bez, Tanya Rebbe Ayin. All right, we learned in Abraisa, Rebbe says. Now we start today's daf. Daf Pei. Kol shiurim kulam b'kezayis. Pretty basic in general statement. Says Rebbe, whenever you have a measurement that has to do with food, assume it's a kezayis. Chutz, mi Except for tumas How food gives off tumah. Sheshina hakosov bimashman, because the Torah kind of changes things over there when it comes to the laws of tumah of food. Vishinu chacham b'shiurim. And since there's a change in the way the psukim are written, the chachamim changed the default measurement, and a proof to this is Yom Kippurim. The proof is Yom Kippur. Okay, now what is the proof to what is Yom Kippur? So let's read Rashi, the third word, the third Rashi on today's daf, the second line. This that I said, that once the Torah changes in its mashmois, in what in what's coming to teach us. Shinucham b'shiurim, then the Chum also changed their shir. Yeshrayam yam ekipurim. We have a proof from Yom Kippur. What did we learn yesterday? Shaaf boy, even by Yom Kippur. Shinuchacham and b'shiurim of Neisha Shinu ba'akosu b'mashmoy. By Yom Kippur, whenever there's a change in uh, terminology, there's a change in the measurement as well. Okay, so we prove Yom Kippur that this is the this is the Masei Dunja. All right. By Yom Kippur, yeah, we don't yet know. 
where we find that a change in the Pasuk causes a change for the Chachamim. But we're about to explain that. The same way we find it over there, so too by Tum. Okay. Says the Gemara, Where do you find the Torah changing its terminology by Yom Kippur? Because by Yom Kippur, remember it says that you're not allowed to eat. Why? Because you need to be afflicted. You need Enoi. And anytime there's no Enoi, there's no Chiyib Karis. So, which is different. Because usually in order to be Chayib, you need eating. By Yom Kippur to be Chayib, you need that there's no longer any Enoi. And how did the Torah change the Shira of Yom Kippur based upon the change in terminology? They said like this, usually by food, the measurement of eating is a kezayish. But in Yom Kippur, when it says, that you can't be, that you're just, have, you're going to be chayiv. If you remove the affliction, so the measurement's going to be a kezayish. The fig, uh, the date. Says the Gemara, okay. Why? Do you need to say, oh, by the way, whenever the Torah changes terminology, the, you, you know, the Chum change, and therefore by Tumah it changes, because by Yom Kippur it changes. Says Gemara, who says by Yom Kippur changing also, the Chum should have done that. Why, why is Yom Kippur any stronger? My Raila W Yom Kippur. How is Yum Kippur some sort of proof to this? So Gemara says, I'll tell you why. Dime Hasam. Because if you learn it out from there, from... If Yom Kippur is learned out from Tumah, as opposed to Tumah being learned out from Yom Kippur, have I mean, I would have I thought to say, Orcha de Krohu. Yeah, that's the, just the regular way of the Pasuk talking. The regular way of Pasuk talking by Tumah, anyway, it's, a diff, it's usually, you know, it's very often that things change with, their, with the terminology. And if not for Yom Kippur, where we find that by regular Achila, the Chum changed, I wouldn't have said by Tumah, oh, since it's changed terminology, there's a change in Shurim. But once we find the Bayom Kippur, we will say the same thing by Tum. Okay, fine. Now, all we said so far, without getting specific as to what the Shurim of Tumah are, all we said is that there's going to be different types of Shurim for Tumah because there's changes in terminology. The same way there's different Shurim for Yom Kippur because there's changes in terminology. What are the Shurim for Tumah? Let's get into this. Tumah Seichlin Kabeitz Manolam. How do you know that for food, to transmit tumma in a state of uh, for food to transmit tumma when it's in a state of tumma needs to be the size of a kibetza. Amr Abavo, Amr Abalazar, Abavo says the name of Abalazar. Jomar Krosh, the in Pasuk, Mikola, Eichel, Asheri, Eichel, from any food that is eaten, Eichel, Habo, Machmas, Eichel, which means it has to be food that comes from food. We're going to focus on this for the next quite a few steps. Listen to this expression, fascinating expression. Mikol, again, I'm just reading the Pasuk again. It says in the Pasuk, from any food which is eaten, which means, This is talking about food that comes from eating. Food comes from something else that can be eaten. Where do you have food that comes from food? Because a chicken is food. And the kibetza comes from food. So when you have food that comes from food, when it says, it's telling me that's the measurement for Tomah in order to transmit. Okay. Again, let's get this clear because this is going to be the focus. We're learning up means, obviously it's not directly in the 
Pasuk is not telling us directly this, but it's either an asmachta or it's, you know, the, the, we're relying on this for the measurement. The Chum established the measurement because of the way this Pasuk is written. It doesn't even be written like that. Any food that is eaten, if it's food, it's eaten. Otherwise, it's not food. Okay? What do you mean any food that is eaten? It means eating that comes from a different food, which is chicken from a, from a which is an egg from a chicken. Says the Gemara, who says? Yeah? Maybe it's a regular, Gedi literally is a kid goat. But the Gemara is basically asking, maybe it's any, Jew, any, any kosher animal, not a Jewish animal. Maybe it's any kosher animal. Because any kosher animal is food that comes from food. Right? It's a good point. Eat the, eat, the, eat the baby cow, eat the calf, and then a day later you can eat the mother. That's also food from food. So maybe the measurement of eating is a whole calf. A whole kid. Tzikmara says, Mechusr No, because you don't call that food that comes from food because a kid goat isn't yet shechted and therefore it doesn't have the status of food. Unlike an egg, as soon as it's laid, has the status of food. Says the Gemara, okay, fine, got you. Yeah, what about a baby that comes from a shechted mother? It's considered shechted. You're allowed to eat it. It's not even Abram and Achai. You got to put a bullet through its head. You do what you want. It's automatically kosher. So say it's a ben pakua. That's food that comes from food. So Gemara says, no, ton kriya. Because even a ben pakua, you can't just eat it plain. You need to be kireya it. You have to tear it open. Even if you don't do shita, you have to make sure there's no longer any blood. So it doesn't, again, an egg, as soon as it's brought to the world, is capable of being eaten. A ben pakua, it still needs a process. Maybe referring to, if you're going to talk, we're talking about an egg, maybe it means a very, very large egg. Rashi says that there's a Gemara, famous, uh, it's famous if you know it, but a famous Gemara in the Agadatas talks about this big bird that's eggs, when it's dropped, uh, destroyed many, many cities. And you look at this Gemara, you're like, oh, what type of is that? And then all of a sudden, you know, uh, just a few years ago, we hear of an atomic bomb, yeah, where you have a, a large flying bird that goes and drops an egg and destroys many, many cities, right? Drops a bomb and all of a sudden, boom. But be it as it may, apparently there's this, you know, if you're going to take it literally, this large bird and maybe the sheer of eating is humongous. The Gemara says, no, tafasta maruba like tafasta, tafasta miut, tafasta. A very important rule in life. Don't grab too much, you end up with nothing. If you want to start with the largest shear, oh, this humongous thing, and that's the measurement, tafasta maruba like tafasta, that's the rule. Okay? You don't, when you have two possibilities, you have two ways to go, two choices, always take the smaller choice. Don't over, don't go too far into an ask into a expectation, into something to faster maruba like the fast. You can end up burning yourself. Stay, we'll call it stay conservative. Be careful. And therefore, if I have a choice with a standard egg or the choice of a large egg, we'll take the standard egg as our measurement. I the Ema the Asa Porta the Zutu but why don't you take the smallest bird? Why are you talking about an egg from a, from a chicken? There's birds that have much smaller eggs. And if you're telling me tafasta maruba like tafasta, go with the smallest possible egg out there. As the Gemara says, Rabbi Avo himself says, 
This is referring to an achila that could be eaten at once. I'll tell you the difference between the egg of a chicken and the egg of the smallest bird. And that is, the egg of a chicken is the largest, it's food that comes from food, and also that is the largest amount that the throat can hold at one time. Okay? So with all that combined, says Rabbi Abo, that's the reason why the, uh, the shear of Tuma, tra- of the, being capable of transmitting Tuma, is the size of a chicken egg. Okay, period. Nowadays, a person eats non-kosher. You know what he says? Write down how much you ate. Mark it off. Shema yovay bezdin acher. Because, you know, nowadays, we don't yet bring carbonus, unfortunately, so we can't get a full kapara. So if we're obligated to bring a carbon, and you want to know when Beis HaMikdash is rebuilt, how many animals need to be brought, write down the amount that was eaten at one time, because there may come a day that there's a bezin that's marbe b'shirim. Says, well, what do you mean? My yarbe b'shirim. If you're going to say that they're going to obligate you more, even on a small kazayas, but that we learned in the which means one who would have otherwise not have eaten is somebody who brings a carbon, but somebody, even if he knows, wouldn't have withheld from eating ain maybe carbon al would not have brought a carbon al shigigasai. Okay? And therefore, nowadays, if a person would eat a, a very small amount, the person would eat the size of a kezayis of chelev, you're not going to have to bring a carbon chatas, even if a bezdin uh, at a later time paskins that that small amount is a chiv. Okay? Because a person nowadays, the halacha is, we paskin, that you have an average size kezayis, that's what's going to be mechoyev. And therefore, a person would not have held off of eating chaylev even if he would have known it's chaylev. Okay? So in man of shach, you're not going to have to bring a carbon lefiza. The Gemara answers, no, so there's no point in writing it down. Rather, what we mean to say is that maybe another court is going to come along, another bezin is going to come along that's not mechay of a carbon ad deika kezayis godo. Until you have even a larger kezayis. Okay? And if you have even a larger kezayis, so then, Taka, we're not writing it down to add more chiyuvim, but rather write it down to possibly add more peturim. And this that we thought originally, the Machabi Karbon is caught, and then maybe there's going to be a new court, a new bezdin that obligates him on a smaller kezayis, my yarba vishurim. What does it mean that they're going to make it larger? Yeah? We we should say fakir. Uh, if it means that they made it smaller, why did you say yarba <laughs> bishurim? It's a contradiction. You're explaining the words yarba bishurim to mean oh maybe a bezin to come along and make it smaller. And the Gemara shema yarba bekarbonus mach mashurim. Doesn't mean they'll make the measurements smaller. It's maybe they'll make the measurements bigger, and therefore the amount of people who bring carbonus will be smaller. Okay, so the amount of carbonus will be lessened. But we're not dealing, and how, are the, how, are the, how is that lesson? By raising the measurement, by raising the shear. Okay. Period. End of that particular discussion. 
concerning learning out Tumah from Yom Kippur and when the Taira changes Pesukim and terminologies, it all, the Chachamim will, will call it by also naturally change what the sheer uh, what the sheer chiyuv is. Okay. All measurements, along with the punishments that come from measurements, are halacha l'mayishim b'sinai. Says the Gemara, What are you talking about? Punishments in the Torah are right there. We find many times the punishment. Okay, What do you mean everything is, all, all punishments are halacha l'mayishim b'sinai. So the Gemara says, we know that there are certain punishments that the Torah hands out to rectify the Averis. But when that punishment comes into play, how, what did, how much of something did I have to do to be obligated in that punishment? That's Allah Hamesh For example, it says, Yechayev for carrying on Shabbos. What's the sheer of carrying? That's a Allah Hamesh Vizinai. Tana Miyachi, learned the Bible similarly. It was the Bezdin of Yaivitz who was, um, who established what the measurements was. Now, if you hold this Bezpendish of Yaivitz, then it's not Allah Mamish from the mouth of Maishabinu. Rather, it went, the, the measurements, interestingly, you have to know, according to this, what the measurements were for the time of Maish and Yeshua. But it went Yeshua, um, Maish Yeshua Shaiftim. Right? After Yeshua came along the Shaiftim. If you're gonna say that it was Bezdina Shayabit, that was the era of the Shaiftim, and they're the ones who established the Shiurim. That is the opinion of Achirim. Okay? So again, what did we just say where measurements come from? So either measurements of how much you need to do to be Chayav is Allah Mishmisinai. Or you have Achirim who says, no, that it's not Allah Shemizinai how much you need to do to be Chayev, rather the Bezin at the time of the Shaiftim who established. So the Gemara of said, How can the Shaiftim in later generations, how can they establish what the Chiyav is? They can't uh, make up new stuff, they can't be Machadish new things. And uh, from Maisha Rabbeinu, the measurement in order to be Chayev. Reading on Yom Kippur was a hot dog. And then they changed it to an egg. Like, come on, you, you can't do that. Allah, rather, says the Gemara, according to Acherim, you know really what happened. Shikham, it's Allah Mashmi Sinai. But it was forgotten, the Chazu Vesidram. And then the times of the Shaiftim, they reestablished, meaning they republicized and they made sure people started forgetting what the Shuram were and they let it be known throughout Klaisal. They kind of reestablished. What the what the exact measurement is going to be in order to be chayiv? Okay, beautiful. Two dots, about eleven lines to the bottom of the page. We said in the Mishnah Hashayisem Eloi Luglev. This is very interesting, and what we're going to focus on is like this: What is the measurement for eating? Kazayis, kibetza. Um, on Yom Kippur, it was Kaisevas Hagasa, a large date. What's the amount of drinking? So amount of drinking 
What did we say in the Mishnah? Meloy lugmav. Your cheekful. If you think about it, eating is an objective measurement. Everybody's the same. Kezai is the kezai. Kesevas is a kesevas. A kebetza is a kebetza. But a malay lugmav is not a malay lugmav. You might have bigger cheeks than me. Right? You might be able to... Malay lugmav means according to his cheekful. It's very interesting. Just note, as we start this Gemara, the Gemara is going to touch on this and, and, and talk about this as well. But eating is an established amount. There's no change. Drinking, there's a change. It depend, it, apparently it depends on the person. Right? Very interesting. Let's get going here. It doesn't mean mamish, you gotta fill up your cheeks. Yeah. Rather, if you were to put it, you know, some drink in your mouth, and it looks like your cheeks are full, you're gonna be mechayim. That's why it's called malay lugav. Meaning, you don't have to be a chipmunk and fill it up completely. Rather, it's the amount that when you put it in. It's noticeable, yeah, that your cheeks are full. I have an antenna malay lugmav, but it says you mamish malay lugmav. Malay means full. Lugmav is cheeks. You got to fill up your cheeks. Not that you could tell there's stuff in there. Maybe it says, Gemara, how do you know that it doesn't mean you mamish need to fill it up? The Gemara says, you're right. Ema kimalay lugmav. It doesn't say you got to fill up your cheeks. It says it has to be like your cheeks are full. Now, what's like your cheeks are full? When it looks like it. But you don't mamish need to ha- eat the, f- you're, you're going to be high even when you eat less than the amount of mamish filling up your cheeks. Okay. Meisvei, they asked a challenging question. Uh, but by the way, before we get to Meisvei, so I'm, I'm sure I said this many times, but just a, a family mice. Family mice. So my, uh, my cousins, we're sitting at, I for sure said this when we were discussing the measurement of a kezayis, but it's kedai to repeat. So my cousins were having a suda with my zaidi, Rabbi Yitzchak Isaac Tenler, who was a Talmud of the Chafetz Chaim. There was a whole, there's a whole story. Um, he apparently, um, Chafetz Chaim kicked him out of yeshiva. He was, he was expelled from Radim. My my grandfather, I'll, I'll tell you fast. Basically, <laughs> basically what happened was my grandfather went to Rodin as a yasim, and he was very young, and apparently it was like Benazmanim Shivasu Betamus. Yeah, we just passed it, Shivasu Betamus, and it was a scorching day, it was a scorching day, and him and and uh, three friends were going for a walk outside of Rodin. It was mamish hot, and they started getting dehydrated. And it was also a nidcha. It was a pushed off Shabbos B'damas. So Shabbos B'damas really fell out on Shabbos, and it was Sunday, and they were mamish like parched. So they, they um, decided, listen, it's a nidcha. We got a drink. Uh, no, okay. So three of them sat down, and one was mater neder. You know, they allowed one to, to drink, you know, uh, because he's parched, and that. Uh, and then the other ones stood up and three sat down. And they basically allowed, you know, they, they, they figured out a way that, okay. So now they're all allowed to drink. So they drink some water. And they came back 
and it was almost Shkir, and it was time for Mincha, and the Chavetz Chaim was outside trying to pull together a minion, and he needed them to be mashlim the minion. And he wanted to give, so he, okay, they go, he wanted to give them alias, and they had to tell them that they're not fasting. That they were not fasting. So he told them, you're all kicked out of yeshiva. I have to kick you all out of yeshiva. Listen to his reason, because he said a lot of our, he says a lot of supporters of the yeshiva um, don't fast on Shiva Subatamas Nitchas. And they rely on the schusim of, of the, the Bnei Taira. That, you know, we, we support the Bnei Taira and they rely on that. And if I allow you to stay in Yeshiva, I'm stealing. That was his, that was his logic. I'm not being honest with the supporters of the Yeshiva. See, he told them they, they, you know, that they have to leave. All right, maybe there's more to the story. I don't know, this is how I heard it. Um, so yeah, find out. Yeah, ask ask Uncle Sholem how he uh, how he heard this. I'll tell you afterwards. I'll tell you afterwards, but I'm not recording who I heard this from. So, um, the okay, so they got kicked out. So they didn't know what to do. So they went to Reb Naftali Trump, and they asked him what to do. So Reb Naftali says, "Listen, when the Chavos Chaim sends boys away from yeshiva, he gives you money." to pay for your return fare to wherever you have to go. And when he asks you where you're going, he has, you know, he, tell him you need money. He asks you where you're going, tell him you're going to this yeshiva of Maskilim. And you go in one at a time. You go into this uh, reform institution, you know. So my grandfather goes in, he's, you know, to tell the Chavaz Chaim he's leaving, huh? he needs money for the train. <coughs> he says, where are you going? So he gives the name of, a, of the yeshiva of Maskilim. So the Chavaz Chaim was very bothered. He was very bothered. He says, come back to me a little later. The next guy goes in. They're all going, all four guys. They go into Shiva Maskilim. So the Chavaz Chaim doesn't know what to do. He sent them out. They're going to go to... So he went to, to uh, talk to Reb Naftali. So Naftali says, I hear. I don't know. We should ask a Shaila. So they went to ask the Rav of Radin, who, according to the one who told me the story, was a very young Rav. We'll call him a... a, a I don't know who it was at that time, but a Pitzala compared to the Chavaz Chaim. But he was the Meir Dasher. So they went to ask him, the Shaila, what to do with these Bachrim. And the Rav Paskin, that they, they should keep the Bachrim in the Yeshiva rather than send them away. So apparently my grandfather got back into Radin and he remained learning by the Chavaz Chaim. Okay, that's the story that I heard. Interesting stuff. So anyway, my grandfather was Zeichet to eat the Pesach Seder by the Chavaz Chaim. So, he, so my Zaydi Isaac is sitting at the Seder with my cousins, a bunch of, a bunch of from Yeshiva Bachrim. And it comes time for Achilles Matzah. And they all took their kezayas of matzah, folded it up, you know, cracked it, made a stack, and shoved it into their mouth at once. And they're chomping and chomping and chomping. And they just swallowed it. So my grandfather's looking at his grandchildren, and he's like, what's your deal? You know, what's wrong? They say, Zaydi, what do you mean? You're a Shiva. You're a Rebbe, the Chavetz Chaim. He paskins the Mishra Bura. A person should try to eat the whole kezayas at once. Yes, we put the whole kezayis in our mouth and then we swallowed it. So my grandfather said, I had to say it by the Chavetz Chaim. I understand what he wrote in the Mishra Bura, but let me tell you something. He didn't look like a chipmunk when he ate matzah. <laughs> he didn't look like a chipmunk. That was his, uh, 
That was uh, his response to his grandchildren. He told them he's not happy with the way that they're, uh, <laughs> with the way they're eating their matzah. So, all right, so that's what it reminded me over here when we're learning about Kimalai Lugma. What do you mean to be a cheekful? You got a mamish. Fill your mouth, like, you know, stuff it up. No, Kimalai, eh, cheeks should look full. Okay, right, here we go. Mace, that's a challenging question. Kama used to be How much do you chayef for drinking on Yom Kippur? Be Shami Yom Revius, it's a Revius. So, a set objective amount. Be so Yom Kippur, Lugma. No, it's not. It's an amount to fill his cheeks. It's the amount that a person swallows at once. Now, li- listen to this. Beishamai said it was a revius. Beishillel says, Malay Lugmav. Okay, it's a cheekful. And Rabbi Yehuda, quoting Rabbi Eliezer, says it's the amount to swallow. What did Beishillel say? What were his words? Read this carefully. Beishillel Aymer. Milay Lugmav, an absolute cheekful. Rabbi Yehuda said it's like a cheekful. So Gemara is asking, don't just, it's not so simple to just say, oh, don't read it, Malay Lugmav, read it, Kimalay You can't just change like that. There's direct machleksin about Malay Lugmav and Kimalay Lugmav. You can't, these things are not so easily interchangeable because if you're going to interchange it, there's not even a machleksin between Hillel and, and, uh, Rabbi, and Rabbi Yehuda, quoting Rabbi Eliezer. A good takasha. It says Gemara, okay, very nice, very nice that you have a quote from Bishilo. When we're reading the Mishnah and we say it means even Bishilo, let's change him and say that he doesn't mean literally filling your cheeks, rather, he means like filling your cheeks. Says Gemara, one second. If Basil means like filling your cheeks, that's what Rabbi Leezer said. Right? Ihachi, I knew Rabbi Leezer. So there's no machlekes. Yeah, difference is going to be Malay Lugmov Dachuk. Yeah, Dachuk means you didn't really do it. Right? So when you say Kimlay Lugmov, you could say, okay, as long as you, you know, you're not really, it doesn't look so much, but okay. According to Basil, it says Malay Lugmov, maybe Ataka means Kimalai Lugmov, but you gotta do a little more. Masla Ravishia. Ravishia has a challenging question. Im Cain, if so, if Basil just means like a cheekful, it doesn't really need to be full. And Beishamai says Ravius, we're gonna assume that Ravius is more than one cheekful. And if it's true that Basil really says you only need one cheekful because it's Kimalai Lugmov. So then what's happening is Beishamai is being lenient and Beishillel is being Machmir. And this is not on the list of the, usually Beishamai is the Machmir one. And there's a whole list of times that Beishillel have punked happens in Machmir. This is not on the list. Of course, what we're saying, this should be on the list. The Gemara says, Amar Lei, said back to him, we now turn to Ahmed Beis, Ki Achil, when were we asking about how much you're drinking on, how much drinking uh, makes you mechoyev. Yeah? They were asking about Oig Melech HaBoshem. Yeah? His cheeks. A revius is a lot less than the cheek of a big guy. And therefore, Beis Hillel still being mekel. Samasla Rav Zeir, Rav Zeir says, By Achila, 
We say Why is it that by Achilo there's a set amount, but by Shia it's a cheekful? It's subjective. The Rabban established the measurement of a Kesebes on Yom Kippur, because that's the amount that removes Inoy. But less than a Kesebes, a person is not, did not remove Inoy. However, and also, when it comes to drinking, when it comes to drinking on Yom Kippur as well, the reason why we're not giving an objective amount is because we're not looking for a particular measurement. We're looking for how much are you chayev for drinking on Yom Kippur that will remove Enoi. How much will remove Enoi depends on the person, depending on the size of their body and the size of their cheeks. Some people need more liquids to remove Enoi. People need less liquids. Master of Zerah, really, the whole world is, is satisfied with a Kesebes that removes, not satisfied, but removes Enoi with a, a, that amount. It's like if you're going to make a different in bodies, to make even a kaisavis is not across the board. You could have a guy who's, who's a very short and somebody who's a giant. You can tell me one kaisavis removes Enoi for both. If it's all amount removing Enoi, so again, give a subjective amount depending on the size body. Say if you weigh 150, it's this amount. If you weigh 160, it's this amount. We don't find that. says, Rabban established. They were makabal. They accepted that no matter what, if a kesevis goes into a body, anybody, literally anybody, yeah, uh, so that, that, that calms somebody down. My, my father, Zechariah Levracha, had a friend from Lakewood, Rabbi Abadi, and, and uh, my Zadie Isaac. I'm telling two stories about him today. This one I know is true, because this one I heard straight from my father. The other one I heard from somebody else. But this is from my father. That uh, it, became, it was like a Zach in Lakewood, where they all called each other by last names. It's a very yeshivish thing, call people by their last names. And it would, it would drive my, my uh, grandparents, my Zadie Eyes, my Bubba Bell, would drive them crazy. When they would call the house for Yossi, for my father, so they would ask them their names, they'd just give last names. And they would always, they, they'd shepherd my father sometimes. No, nobody's telling us their first names. Okay, what's with this whole yeshiva thing? So one time, uh, Rabbi Abadi called the house. And, he's, and I, it was either my grandfather or my grandmother asked, who's calling? He says, Abadi. He said, oi, it's gotten to this. You can't even tell me your last names. Now it's Abadi. That's it. That's all you got to All you can tell me is that you're Abadi. <laughs> okay, so it depends on the body. But let Nacham establish anything less than this. The mind's not calm down. Miu, however, kuli almatuva. But um, everybody with that amount removes inui. It's inui's removed. Some people it's removed more. Some people it's removed less. Other inui is removed, and therefore across the board. By by this amount, um, by this amount, you're going to be mechayiv. Master of Zera, Baser Shomin beKesevus. Baser Shomin is a Kesevus. Lulavigafadim beKesevus, and also the Lulavigafadim, the shoots of grapes, are also a Kesevus. How could it be the same? Okay, why over there? Why is one a date 
and one, uh, uh, why are these dates, and why is it different than anything else? Again, basically the same type of arbitrary, we'll call it, type of response, where depending on what you're eating, fat, grapes, everything's going to remove the enoi in some sense. Some more, some little. As long as we ate a kersevis of something, it certainly removed enoi to a point where you're going to be chayev on Yom Kippur. Okay. This is our, these are very nuanced uh, answers that the Gemara's, you know, but it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's clarifying for us and it's letting us know you know, getting down to when, when a person is sick or whatever it is and needs to eat shiurim, you know, this is the sugya to look at. Masla Rava, Rav, that's a challenging question. Kezayis v'gadeachilas praz, in order to be chayef eating a kezayis, how, what's considered a full kezayis? When you eat it, kadeachilas pras. Anywhere between two and nine minutes. If you eat a half a kezayis at nine o'clock, another half a kezayis at 9.30, you didn't eat a kezayis. They don't join together. In order for it to be called a joint, kezayis has to be eaten in the amount of time it takes, kadeachilas pras. To eat this measurement of a half a loaf of bread. Says the Gemara, v'kaseves v'kadei achilas pras. And a kaseves also is kadei achilas pras, meaning these are two different measurements. Why is kadei achilas pras given for all sorts of different measurements? You should be given less time for smaller things and more time for more. Amalei Abai. Abai says, kimlul rabbonad debochim yasvedaitin. Rabbonad were established. Again, that this puts somebody, uh, calms down somebody's mind. But if a person it takes more than we'll call it longer than two to nine minutes, even though you ate a full measurement, you ate a kazayas on Yom Kippur, but since it, it, uh, but since it was eaten in too large of a time span, it doesn't calm the person down, and therefore you're not going to be, uh, you're not going to be chayv. Maskeflarava. Rob, that's a challenging question. When it comes to a kaseves, you're chay when you eat kadei achilas pras. Chatsi pras, kadei achilas pras. And half of a pras, half of a loaf of tomei food, must also be eaten kadei achilas pras. Okay? And since a half of a half of a loaf is, is more, so as Rashi explains, you should have more time. But we're asking just logical questions. If you have to eat more, you should have more time in order to eat. Don't worry about Tumah. Tumah is different. The Lav Daraisi. Yeah, this whole thing of Tumah doesn't stem Daraisa, so it's got a whole different set of rules and limits. Could a Papa say such a thing? That it's, it's not Daraisa. From touching a body is says, no, it's That pasuk is just what the rabbanon leaned their hat on when they established this din, the rabbanon. But really, it is a din da'iraisa. Period. Okay, done. End of that discussion. We said that you're chayav if you eat kikai sevis, the size of a large date. Of what? Of any type of food, does it, every time I start a new food, does it start the measurement over, or do foods combine?
to build up to a kesefes. Amar Papa. The Papa says, Ochal umtza umilcha. If a person eats umtza, if you eat meat with milcha, with salt. Okay? Mitztarif. The salt, if it completes the measurement of whatever you're doing, that makes you mechoyi. Even though salt itself is not really by itself, nobody eats plain salt. Since salt with meat, yeah? so salt completes the measurement. Amar Ishlakish, Ishlakish says, Tzir Tzir is usually a type of fish juice that is put on top of yarak, on top of vegetables. Okay? So we'll call it kind of a, a uh, salad dressing. Right? Salad dressing adds up, uh, you know, is, is combined with the vegetables, and if you eat the amount of a kasevas agasa on kipper, you got to be chayiv. Says Gemara Pshita, lechora. This is a simple halacha. Okay, now the whole shaila as to why it's so simple, but apparently, the, the, just to keep it push it to understand the question simply, if it's put in the food, it must be you want to eat it, so it's called food. So why would I think otherwise? Says Gemara Maotei, what is up to say mashkehu? It's a liquid. And what's liquid? It's a different measurement. Anything, since it's dressing for the salad. So anything that's in, the, in a salad, for the purpose of the salad, is also called a salad. And it doesn't get counted towards the liquid. So you're stuffed like a turkey before Yom Kippur. When Kippur starts, you're still stuffed, and then you start eating. Achilas gasi. You're putter. You didn't eat. My taima, asher loy su'unaksiv. Okay? It says, asher loy su'una prat lemazik, which also excludes something that's going to damage the body. When a person overeats, it's bad for the body. Okay? And that causes even more inoy, even worse. So it's not mutter to do it. It's not allowed. But if a person does do it like that, you're not going to be chayv. One more halacha. We'll take it down to the bottom line. Amar Rabbi Yirmiya, Amar Yishlakish, Gasa, a czar who ate truma, achilas gasa. Somebody who's not a Kohen. Are you allowed to eat truma? No. But he was stuffed like a turkey. And then he eats truma. So it was an achilas gasa type of eating. You have to pay the karen because you stole from the kahanim. You don't have to pay the chaymish for eating. Because you're only chayav when it's considered achila, when you eat pratnamazik. Over here, when a person overeats, it's not eating. It's called damage. And you're not chayav the extra chaymish when you are simply damaging yourself. And we'll hold it here for today. And uh, we will pick up from here tomorrow evening. Have a wonderful, wonderful night.